I believe in the good things coming, 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 coming. I believe in the good things coming, 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 coming. Out of darkness, light are pumping, 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 pumping. Into white light, all things running, 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 running. Good morning, and we are live. You are live. I'm live. Well, you may be listening to a recording, and yet, in the moment, it's live. Me talking to you, me listening to you. Uh, it's kind of nice and dark here today in the studio. I feel like I'm on a journey. I like it. Maybe i get some candles next time. I know I'm talking to you. I can feel you. I can feel our connection because we have consistency now. We do. That's the thing I have learned that's working the most in my life and in other people's lives. Consistency. This is probably my 14th or 13th podcast. And to imagine how difficult it was for me to show up three months ago, it was absolutely terrifying to know what I'm going to say, uh, you know, whatever it may be. I would get constant reminders by text messages to drink water, to slow down, whatever it may be. I think these reminders are still good. But the consistency of showing up and knowing that you're listening, knowing that this is helpful to you, this is providing value to you on your journey back home, on your journey into your heart, because this is ultimately what we're doing here. We are waking up. We are waking up to our full potential, to our fuller potential. I get a little scared when we talk about you know, stepping into our power and being our full selves. It sounds like that there is an end, there is a solution, that there is somewhere specific that we are going. And the truth is, the only thing specific that we are where we are going is the self-acceptance of our journey that our journey is a constant discovery that is why we're here and to let go of the notion and the idea that we are here to do something that is particular or specific or our special gift and while that may be true we may have a special gift we may have a something very unique that we want to do um it's much better to let it come up, to let it arise out of the natural capacity to being. And so much of our work together, so much of our journey is just about that, self-acceptance, being okay. I've had a lot of questions recently in my own life and in the people that I work with and it usually goes along the lines of how can, you know, is there, is there one thing? Is there one sort of behavior or practice or belief system that would help me, would help you, would help anyone listening and anyone doing this work to have a more gentle, a more holistic, a more whole-hearted approach? to life because we have so much stuff that we are dealing with 
There are so many dreams and fantasies and wishful thinking and disappointment and idealization and everything that's going on with us. And it gets hard. It gets really tough. And it goes back to the show that we did last time, which is kindness and self-love and self-acceptance. It really, really is. And self-love and kindness is something that you can build on. You really can. Self-love and kindness is something that is worth cultivating and it's not just worth cultivating it's it's necessary and having an epiphany of it having an experience of it is key and yet it accumulates it's over time act as if is something that's very big in the personal development industry and there's something to it you can't act as if until it feels right you can't tell the story before it's actually happening because that is, that, that is how we create. We tell the story first to ourselves, then to others, and then we watch the universe. We allow the universe to make that story true because what you focus on does expand. It does. When you believe something, you start looking unconsciously and consciously for validation. Reality is created by validation. Reality is created by validation you don't have to look for it. It just happens. So you may as well tell the stories. You may as well have the self-talk that is directly related to the life you want to live, to the personality, to the persona, to the existence, to the person that you want to become. So if you want to become more loving, more accepting, more compassionate, more kind, then your self-talk your thoughts, your imagination need to reflect that. And it starts there. When you feel stressed, when you feel unloved, when you feel hurt, when you feel so in your head that you want to jump out of your own skin sort of thing, just the awareness of it, the acknowledgement, seeing your own misery and your own suffering and instead of waiting for it to go away, is pausing for a minute and saying, I am sorry from a place of compassion. I'm sorry that this is how you're feeling. I'm sorry that this is what you're still struggling with. I love you. I appreciate you. You can say it to yourself or I can tell myself I love myself. I appreciate myself. I honor my journey. Yes, Yes, I want this to be easier already. Yes, I want everything to be working out already. Yes, I just want to be myself all the time and be supported for it. But who's to say what our hero's journey is like? Nobody knows. Nobody knows except you what it takes and what it feels like to be yourself completely. We didn't want to be just born you know, with all of our gifts in place and all of our journeys unfolded right in front of our eyes. No, this is our journey. This is for us to go on. Everybody goes on this hero's journey. And everything in our life, everything in your life right now, especially the things that push you, especially the things that feel like a struggle, are meant to do one thing and one thing alone. To literally get you to stand up for yourself. To stand up for what you know feels right, to what you know feels good, 
And because we live in a society that tells us what we need to feel and what we should feel and what looks good, then it's very, very difficult, or it gets very difficult to live a non-traditional life. This is about living and being in a non-traditional environment, your own environment, your internal environment, knowing what your own boundaries are, knowing what feels good to you. And it can change, and it does change. Knowing where you feel safe the most to be yourself fully. And that usually means saying no to others. That usually means saying, hey, in order for me to love you more, in order for me to be available to you more, I have come to learn what provides me the sense of freedom, safety, and spaciousness so I can feel lovable, so I can feel worthy of loving, worthy of receiving love. And that communication and that place of honesty and truth requires the work and self-work. Doing the work, what is that? Doing the work is being able to see yourself, to cultivate awareness for your patterns, to cultivate awareness to what triggers you, to what makes you feel good, and not trying to fix it day by day, moment by moment, but allowing life and the seasons to form you, allowing life and what unfolds to tell you what's happening. Your job is to gather experiences that is your job. That is the role. That is what life is all about. To gather experiences that inform you of who you are and what makes you tick and what makes you happy and what brings excitement to you. And it will change day by day, moment by moment. Having compassion and love and kindness to yourself right now from where you are is all you can do all you want to do and is the foundation for a, a, a lasting peace. Because what you're after is peace, real peace, inner peace, feeling okay with whatever you're doing, not feeling guilty, not feeling a sense of shame, not feeling wrong, not feeling like you are missing out on something, not feeling like you can have something better. And that takes work. It takes awareness to know what is your, or what are your main wounds. What are the things that automatically make you shrink, shrivel, go into yourself, disappear, cut off. There are things that trigger it. There are things that make you so scared that you literally close your eyes and wait and wait and wait and wait until you end up in a journey somewhere until you somehow get triggered into waking up again. For most people in our society, it takes crisis. It takes a health crisis. It takes a career, business, relationship. Why are midlife crises so effective? Why? Because it's the first time usually, unfortunately, for a lot of people where all of their stories break for the first time. 
midlife crisis or any kind of real crisis is when you realize that all of the stories that you have tried to tell or be a part of or fit into are not real. They're breaking down. And that midlife crisis, that crisis that you may be going through right now is the best thing that could happen to you. It's the thing that consciousness appreciates the most. You know why? Because what happens when all the stories break? What happens? There is so much more room for new stories, new possibilities. And that's what you are after. You are after freedom of your own imagination. You are after freedom for more possibilities to be apparent and possible for you. When you feel like things are possible, when you know that whatever you're afraid of, whatever you're worried about, whatever you're stressing out about, is only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, fifty, a hundred possibilities out of literally infinite possibilities. Because the next five minutes didn't happen yet. Tomorrow definitely did not happen yet. Say it. Say it to yourself. Tomorrow did not happen yet. It really is all possible. And my work and my job through kindness and compassion is to know that, to believe that it's all possible. And my work of cultivating faith and restoring kindness to myself as a human being, as a magical human being, is to be open to all possibilities. Sit with that for a minute. We'll be back. In the moon of the budding trees I was gifted new eyes to see All of the shifting shape and ways you can be Wake the dreams into realities Wake the dreams into realities Crisis How good is crisis for us? Because when we do experience a break in our story, new possibilities arise. When our current truths break, we realize that the truth is relative and it's infinite. It really is. What's truthful to you today may not be truth tomorrow. So the only real definition of truth is how it feels what it feels like to you right now. So much of the misery and shame and guilt that cause us to fit in and to go after stories and to go after experiences that we were told would be the right thing to do and be include so much work, include so much work and effort that ultimately... Ultimately, when our stories break and when you give yourself the space and when you are able to just be, it could be for the first time in your life, a new experience of effortlessness, which is our birthright, like Janice said during the break. It is our birthright to experience life as effortlessness. Any efforts we may make and do is part of a creative endeavor. It's part of a creative 
joyful experience to create new stories, to create new environments, to tell new ways of loving, to express ourselves in ways that are nourishing for ourselves and people around us. Effortlessness is possible. Effortlessness is the way in which we were born to be and born to do. I have a two-year-old son, and he is effortless. And of course, he gets very frustrated when things seem complex. But only for a minute. Only when he thinks he needs to get it right. My job as a parent is to let him know that whatever he's doing is fine. Whatever is happening is fine. There's no right or wrong. And it's something I've learned a while ago, that there really isn't right or wrong. There may be consequences, but if you don't judge yourself based on what other people expect from you, if you don't judge yourself based on old ways of thinking, then consequences are merely just life's unfolding. Feeling okay about who you are right now, feeling okay about who I am right now, has been my, the work for me. So if the description of this show today is, you know, what's doing the work? For me, right now, the work is feeling good about who I am. Feeling okay about whatever it is that I'm doing. Knowing that everything in my life right now is here to help me form, to help me unfold, to help me become the guide, the teacher, the father, the lover, the supporter, the magnificent human being that I am, and it's not going to be a cookie-cutter solution. It's not going to be something from an existing character. It is so easy sometimes to fall into a picture-perfect situation and go, okay, this is what I need to look like. I should look like this. It would look better if I had all of these things in place. People don't want to feel messiness. People may be afraid of things that scare them. Something that happens in our work a lot is people change. People really change. That's why we do what we do. That's why all spiritual work exists. So we change to a place of effortless. So we change to a place where we trust ourselves. And when we trust ourselves, when we go for the things we want, people around us, a lot of people around us, will disagree. It will remind them of everything they are afraid of. So if you're going through change and you're being judged, or you feel like you may be judged, let this be your reminder. You're good. You really are. Your work is to trust yourself, is to trust the life force in you. If it feels good in your heart, if you feel that excitement that sometimes can feel like fear, but if you feel that enthusiasm and excitement for life, if you can hear that voice whispering in you that you are okay and everything is going to be all right and everything really is all right because you have an intimate relationship with yourself again. You have a relationship with yourself where you are listening and you are able to filter negative self-talk that comes from others it comes from your own habitual ways of criticizing yourself. And you have that connection to that sweet voice inside you that tells you you are okay. You are wonderful. 
you're great. You're great because you exist. That's what doing the work is for me, for anyone really. Trusting yourself again, having that sense of softness and compassion and excitement because out of all of the gazillion things that can be happening, you're listening to me, you're listening to yourself. There is this sense of a softening, a kindness, a compassion, compassionate view, compassionate story that is, is your reminder. During the break, someone, I will not mention her name, <laughs> asked, how do you know that your story is breaking? I think she asked me about specifically. How do I, when, when did I know that my story is breaking? Well, it's kind of an ongoing thing for me, frankly. Every time I think that my story is really good, usually a little bit later I find something. I find something. And I guess, let's see, let's see if I, if I can answer this honestly. My story, I feel like my story is breaking when I feel it. I feel it in my body. I feel a tension. I could feel a tension in my throat, a tension in my chest, a tension in my navel area, or numbness in my body. Uh, because I am not fully connected to the story I'm telling. When I'm not fully connected to the story I'm telling, when I'm keeping up a lot of different versions of myself, then I check with myself. I say, where is my story breaking? It's very easy to tell your story is breaking with your health. Health is very easy. With the way you feel in your body with the way you are able or unable to make connections with others. Story, when, when back to Genesis, effortlessness. When you are effortless, when your day and the ability to run your life and just be your life, there is a smoothness to it, then you know that you are congruent. You are maintaining one version with yourself in the world. But when you start maintaining different versions, when your body is feeling differently than what you wanted to feel, you know that's when your story is breaking. You know that's when your story is broke. When I was eight years ago, nine years ago, I guess it's nine now, nine years ago when I found myself very, very sick physically and was diagnosed with a lot of different, I don't know, situations, diseases, whatever they're called. From asthma to sleep apnea to ulcers to addictions to different substances to help me sleep or help me stay up or whatever, I realized that the natural flow of my life is broke. I'm not flowing naturally. I need so many different things to help me just stay motivated and stay alive and go to sleep and be up. And we all have some degree of it. But at some point, you realize that you're out of control. At some point, you realize that if you do not change, that's what I realize. If I don't change, I will die soon. I had that feeling. If I don't change, my body will shut down. 
if I don't change, I'm going to be so far removed from my dreams and stories that I actually want to tell. And again, the next step for me wasn't to fix myself. The next step for everyone is always to take more space, to create more space. When you're so lost in your head that you don't have any space, you'll consistently try to create another solution and to find another solution and to find another answer. Chasing epiphanies, chasing aha moments is very, very, very addictive. But to know that change takes time, it's gradual, it's progressive, and it always, always, always involves self-love, kindness, and compassion for yourself. Otherwise, you are fooling yourself. If you're listening to this right now, waiting for any kind of aha moment or epiphany that has more to do with what to do and less to do with kindness, compassion, and self-love, you're fooling yourself. Let me be your reminder again and again and again that the journey of life is a constant discovery. And in order to be in a place of constant discovery, you want to be okay with the unknown. You want to be able to embrace the mystery. You want to play with life. You want to allow life to play with you. Being guided by life, being played with, with life, by life, is the best experience one can have. Like really, really knowing that it's not all you. It never was, it never will be, it can't be. You're part of such a larger, magnificent, magical, delicious, yummy journey of life. So wouldn't it be nice to let go? Wouldn't it be nice to actually dance with life? To let life dance with you? And for that, once again, we need the space. Give yourself the space. Hate me now, thank me later. For real, it's going to take you 3, 6, 9, 12 months It's going to take you time, real time. Speaking of time, we'll be back. So tap me out and tap me into you. Heal my brain and my body too. Balance my chemistry, hydrate these cells because the body talks and meditation helps. The body talks and meditation helps. We are talking about chasing insights and chasing aha moments and chasing epiphanies, waiting for downloads. Ah, oh my God. You know that place inside you. You can feel it. You go into a journey. You go into a class. You're taking a trip, a vision quest, whatever it may be. And you are waiting. You're waiting. You're praying for the answer. You're praying for the epiphany. God, you're praying for it. God, you want it so badly. You know if you can only get that one thing, that one flash of insight that will finally, finally free you. Ah. <gasps> uh. Well. 
Let this be your insight. That that waiting, that searching, that seeking, well, it has a good intention because you are creating space, but you have expectations. And those expectations to receive an answer and to have that one new epiphany or aha moment that will finally, finally give you the answer that you're looking for. Well, we know that's not true. We know that's not real. Because anything that's real and that's working is, takes consistency. It takes work. And you know already the epiphany and the aha moment that you've heard and gotten again and again and again. It's usually something like, don't take yourself so seriously. Yeah. Right? Do not take yourself so seriously. That's right. Say it after me. Oh my God, I will not take myself so seriously. This is about enjoying myself. The epiphany and the aha moments is that I am good enough. I am good enough. I am good by nature. I'm good by default. If it's something that I'm meant to do, then it's going to keep coming up. It's going to come knocking on my door. My job is to create space. My job is to create room. I say it a lot. Forget letting go. Letting go is already... I say let go and it brings up tension and stress to people. Forget letting go. How about making space, creating room, inviting more possibilities? Instead of saying, I'm going to let go, say, I'm going to invite more possibilities into my life. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to allow more possibilities. I'm going to be open for more options in my life. So whatever it is that you're trying to let go, don't let go. Let it be there. Let it sit there. Just don't take the entire screen of your imagination. Somebody's pissing you off. You don't feel good enough. Somebody, you're not getting something from someone that you really want. Great. Put it aside. Leave it there. Pay respect to it. Pay attention to it. Give it love. But also, also know that you can get so much more love and attention and freedom when you make room for it, when you allow for it, your job is to create a space of invitation. Your job is to create a space where more possibilities are possible. My intention and your intention can always be to be examples of possibilities. Nothing specific, just being examples of possibilities. And that is one way to deal with saying no and creating boundaries because what happens when we start doing this work, we're so nice. We all are so nice to ourselves and to everybody around us that it starts to actually, we start to go into the same patterns that we had before. And one of the ways and an important aspect for self-care is to understand what evolution is. Real evolution is knowing how to co-create an environment in which you can be free in. Knowing how to set up, to invite, to allow for an environment 
that is most nourishing for you. And for that, you're going to have to say no. You can't be so nice. You just can't. I know that for a fact. I have been saying a lot more no, even though life is telling me so much more yes. I have it in my head saying no to you is a yes to me. And it's important in order for me to be available, in order for me to really be here for you when you need me or when I'm here showing up. You don't want me to be thinking about a million things. You don't want me to be worried about other stuff. You don't want me to wait for you to stop doing something. You want me to be me fully. And my job, my role in my life is to know what nourishes me. And it can change day by day, moment by moment, season by season. But I'm committed to it. I'm committed to knowing what environment I thrive in. So in order for you to have more freedom and to be more loving to your boyfriend, girlfriend, relationship, partner, wife, husband, mother, kids, whatever it may be, in order for you to be more available, because that's what you ultimately are looking for, you must, must feel good about yourself. You must not feel that stress and the tension that takes you away from being present. So setting up boundaries. I don't even like those words. It's not even about setting up boundaries. It's about maintaining a self-love bubble. Creating a bubble of self-love. Creating, co-creating an environment that's so nourishing that you automatically tell the truth. You know how when you talk to people, you can see them thinking about the next thing they're going to tell you? Or even better, you know how when people are talking to you, you're already thinking about what you're going to say back? What questions you may have? That is all out of lack of having real space, thinking that you've got to prove something, thinking that the only way to provide value is to know what to say next. When you are free, when you're in a relationship and you have space to just be yourself, you don't have to think about what you're going to say. You don't have to worry about how you're going to show your love. You want to show your love to your partner, to your boyfriend, to your girlfriend? Know how to talk about yourself. Know how to talk about the space you need. It's not even about saying no. It's about saying a bigger yes. Saying, hey, I actually need two hours for myself Every day, I just do, I know myself, in order for me to be available to you later on. I need the following. I need to be able to do this. It's got nothing to do with you. It's not that you are annoying. It's I know myself. And thank you so much for giving me the room and the support and the encouragement to be able to tell you this. Thank you so much for giving me the space so I can cultivate the courage to tell you this and know that even though you may be triggered and I may have fear around it, I know that I'm doing this for both of us. Creating boundaries, telling what you need, is evolution, is the highest and best use of your communication, taking care of yourself, setting up a self-love bubble, I think boundaries became 
you know, for me, it's a word that is still used by, you know, what not to do and how not to be. Boundaries seem so rough. Boundaries are to, are to be moved. I say it a lot. I don't look for boundaries. I don't need boundaries from people. I need maturity. And what is maturity? It's being present. It's knowing. I don't want to be, have to set up boundaries in order for you to know that if you get too close, I don't like it. I like to live in a world that you will feel in your body that if you get too close to me, you can feel it in your body. I don't want to have to set up a boundary. I want to live in a world where we feel each other, that we don't have to say, is this okay? May I put my hand here? You don't have to ask that. You have to cultivate presence and self-knowledge and freedom and emptiness within your body. So you know, you know if it's okay to put your hand there. You know if it's okay to get this close. And that is the work. Knowing yourself, knowing your own energy system, knowing your own triggers, knowing who you are. So boundaries are not boundaries, but they are structures for freedom. They are structures for self-love. They are structures for nourishment. If you're in a relationship and you feel like you want to be able to set up boundaries without sounding mean, without sounding cold, without sounding like you don't love them, know that you're actually setting up these boundaries because you do love them. You want to be more available. You want to be more yourself. See the intention. It's always about the intention. What is your intention with boundaries? If it's a bubble of self-love, which I know it is, then this is a fun conversation. And remember, life is always changing. You're not asking for anything to be you know, set in stone forever and ever and ever. Actually, even stone gives way to water. Stone gives way to water, and water is love. Water is the heart. Water is soft. Water shapes itself to the surface. Water embraces everything it touches. And yet water cars through canyons, through rocks, through everything. Slowly, consistently, you can do it. You can be the water on your, in your relationship. You can be the rock for yourself and the water in your relationship. Slow, gentle, boundaries, self-love bubble. All for you to be free. All so you can be fully yourself. And what happens when you're fully yourself? You're loving, sharing, expressive, Wonderful. So give yourself the gift and give everyone your gift. We'll be back in a minute. Though I wanted to take your advice, I need to do everything twice. I can't deny I heard you the first time. Yeah, I should have known better. Made a habit of breaking the rules. Now I'm standing here playing the fool Always keeping over the headlines Yeah, I should've known better
So Janice, the producer, the engineer, the loving heart behind this show, asked me, why don't I have people, why don't I tell people to call? Why don't I tell people about this show? Why don't I say on Facebook and email, say, hey, I'm on Thursday at 11, call with your questions. Also, someone who I will not mention her name, <laughs> asked me, so how do you start creating a self-love bubble? And I think my answer to both of you, it's an answer to both of you. The reason why I haven't been telling people about the show and to have them call in is because I know my comfort level. I have been waiting for me to feel more comfortable in the studio, to feel more comfortable with the mic, to feel more comfortable coming here before, you know, encouraging more people to call. Because if there's one thing I learned is that in order to create a self-love bubble is to know myself and not push myself, not push myself more than I think I can handle. And I know that we're always told to get out of our comfort zone. But you know what? You can do it in steps. You can do it slowly. What's important to me right now is to show up here consistently and to not be intimidated and to not get lost in my own head. So if it's taken me three, four months, great. I just, would I be able to handle the calls? I'm sure it would all be fine. But I create myself a self-love bubble by practicing, by knowing my own patterns, by knowing that if I do things slow and consistent, they will be wonderful. This is the fourth time I'm recording this on video. I still haven't shared it yet. Will I share it today? I don't know. I don't care. The point is that I'm leading to it slow. Creating a bubble of self-love takes practice. It's actually knowing. Knowing that if I had a guest, it would be easier for me. So I invite guests. Knowing that you know, the audience that I have, and I really appreciate you for coming here every time, is part of my self-love bubble. It's knowing what helps me. So instead of saying, no, I should be able to do this. I should be able to blah, 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 blah. It's actually doing the things that I know now would work for me. And doing it slowly. Doing it slowly. Everything in life that's working for me right now has taken time. And the results, the rewards, the benefits are exponential. They really are. But creating a self-love bubble. For me, creating a self-love bubble also included not telling the truth all the time, not being overly transparent, not just putting myself out there all the time so I'm free of any guilt and shame of whatever might be happening, but to know that I am just like you, a very complex, multidimensional human being, and we don't always know who we are and what's good for us. So taking it slow, checking in with yourself, making sure that the number one work for me, and I can guess that for you as well, is to feel safe in your actions, to feel safe in your thinking, to feel safe in your behavior. I do, I get a lot of questions by email to 
you know, when is it going to stop? Why do I keep beating myself up? Why can't I just have an epiphany and be okay with it? Why isn't yesterday's epiphany working today? And today's show and every day during the work, it's so important to pay attention and to know that it's taken us so many years and so many decades to be where we are right now. And these patterns are ingrained in us. They're ingrained in us from our childhood, from our generation, from our society, from our religion, from our group habits, that it will take us time to carve new pathways. It will take us time to carve new possibilities. The good news is that a little bit of good, a little bit of love is so much more powerful and lasting than years and years and years of suppression and negativity. It's the 80-20 rule that we all know about. It's in everything. A little bit of action, the right kind of action, lasts so much longer than what we need to worry about. Showing up weekly for the podcast, showing up weekly for my class, showing up weekly for things have proven to be so much more powerful than all of my fantasies about doing things every day and having daily rituals and having daily practices. My new practice is not to go to the gym every day. It's to go twice a week. It's not to go to yoga every day. It's to go once a week. And if I cancel or when I cancel, to not beat myself up, to know I can only do what I can handle and be okay with it. I can only grow as much as my own hero's journey will allow. And whatever obstacles, whatever challenges I'm facing, they're merely to get me not just stronger, but to be able to stay with the world, to be able to connect with the world the way they are actually experiencing life. We are the bridge generation. We have one foot in hell and one foot in heaven. Can't forget that. We have one foot driving with, you know, gas and things that are ruining the planet. And then we have another foot with electricity and efficiency. And no, we are not going from gas to efficiency in one step. The first thing that happened is hybrid cars. Because even when we did have the solution, then they were ordered to get destroyed or whatever they may, may happen. Because as humans, as nature, we do things slowly, step by step, moment by moment. It's the gift of our life. So if you're complaining and you're worried about why can't I stop beating myself up? No. Know that the same intensity and the same way that you can't stop beating yourself up, your future experience of loving yourself and being kind to yourself is going to be that much so real and powerful. There's going to be a time where you're not going to be able to beat yourself up. You're not going to be able to be pissed off and anxious for too long. I know that from experience. I used to be in my head all the time. I lived in my head for 30 years, 29 or so, nonstop. And now, where I am in my life, 
It takes a lot to get me rattled. It takes a lot of, I don't know. I guess if, if I don't give myself space and I try to change real fast, that's when I start spinning again. But it takes a whole lot more, like a thousand times more to get me into my head and worried than it did three years ago. That's the good news. So the capacity that you have right now about being stressed, about having set ways, know that when your intention is self-love and kindness and creating an environment that's loving and supportive, your experience, your future reality is going to be with the same intensity and the same capacity for the positive. You can and will have loving and healthy relationships. You can and will have a life that is effortless. You can and will have a life where you are formatting it around what you love. You can and will have the ability to be supported by life, being danced with by life, providing value consistently by who you are. And who you are is a magical, delicious human being of constant discovery constantly growing remember this is about everything without an end this is not about finding solutions this is not about finding the answers this is why the epiphanies and aha moments are merely glimpses they're not the ongoing experience. There are no solutions. There are no answers. You are the solution. You are the answer. Your imagination is God. Your imagination is what keeps us going and creating together. I'm so honored and grateful and happy to be communicating with you and doing this work together with you. I love you. And thank you.